And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Sammy Jane Tilton, and my guest today is Tony Nation, professional actor, partner of Actors Connection and Reproductions in NYC. What up, Tony? Hey, Sammy. <laughs> Thanks for having me today. Thanks for being here. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, despite our surreal world we're living in right now. I've been I've been dying to hear that since I since I emailed you just about being in touch. You said you've been amazingly busy. So yeah, yeah. What's been I mean, going on? well, you know, it's it's still that thing of even with businesses being closed, our businesses being closed in New York and yep. acting being shut down. There's still you know work that's got to get done, and uh, just just replying back to emails. It's amazing how many emails you still have to respond back to people yep. and let them know if they have questions, if they're wondering on certain things. So yeah, yeah so just between that and just what needs to be handled day to day, um, I, I still go, go, go. Does it feel good? Like, was it go, go, go from the beginning or was um, it kind of an adjustment period? You know what, there was the adjustment period of where for Actors Connection, we had to take everything and let people know, hey, right now, Everything is canceled. Yeah. We're gonna let you know what's going on as soon as we know more, as soon as we know what's happening with the pandemic and how yeah. long this is going to affect us. And then what also happened is we started transitioning things uh, online. Yep. Starting with a free series, we do a free at three series through Actors Connection, which is a way we give back to our acting community where it costs nothing. Come in and learn from industry professionals and just um, you know have that. I think inspirational, you know, daily. Uh, whether it's a person who's an acting instructor, a casting yep. director, or a talent agent, learning from them, learning from their years of expertise. And I think the thing you really look at is, you know, this is going to pass. We don't know exactly how long it's going to take, mm -hmm. but this will pass. We will get back to a normal way of living. I mean, although this is going to change in a way, yeah. what we call normal. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's funny. It's changed even. I started thinking about the things I've had to learn during mm -hmm. this period of time, like had to learn how to cut my own hair. <laughs> Me uh, too. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Uh, you have amazing hair. Um, Back at you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, had to learn. I've always been a decent cook, but I've had to learn really now how to fully cook for myself and not rely on eating out and take out. And so expand that palate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. The palate. Yes. Um, so it's, it's those little things where it's like, okay, yeah. I'm forced now to do some things that are outside my comfort zone yeah. and just uh, move forward. And I think it's, it's hitting everybody that way. Yep. I don't get it's, to go to Starbucks daily. Right. <laughs> I know when the one opened up uh, by me again, I was like, Oh wow, people are in, in there yet. It's like very confusing when it's with transitions and stuff, but yeah. it's, you sound really good. You look good. You sound good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You do too. Yeah. Thank you. I know we're, it's, it's that thing, of, you know, I'm, I'm able to do things like, hey, I got some facial hair where I don't normally get to do facial hair with the way I, I, I market myself. Although I'm yeah. thinking, I'm kind of thinking now, you know what, maybe I just feel like a total change in like how I'm putting myself out there look wise because I really enjoy this and I can always shave it off. I've got enough headshots to represent me and enough video yeah. to represent me that way. When you yeah. showed me all your headshots, uh, like last time I saw you months ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting how different you can look. So like, 
I think you're, you're definitely selling yourself short to not have this as one of your looks because yeah. it's the first thing I said when we just logged in. I was like, look at you, man. Like, it's, it's a great look for you. I really oh, did nice. it. Thank oh, so you, thank you. For, th for those of you listening uh, and not watching, uh, Tony's got an awesome stash going on, so you should know uh, that. This should go to there, like, you know, it's kind of like it's a little, little graying it's, yeah. uh, as, I, as I get older here, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm too Tony. <laughs> That's not too Tony. I can't think of, I, somebody's going to have to tell me what that is. We were talking about that before with when women have the darker hair on top and the lighter at the bottom. I think it's balayage or something. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't dyed my hair in like 13 years. What did you, what did you color it for? for? Uh, it was jet black. It was blonde. It was red. It was everything. I, I changed everything in my life by dyeing my hair. Mm. And I fixed all my problems that way until I did it so much that my hair turned gray and it wouldn't let out Ooh. color or accept color. And I oh. literally just had to grow it out. Oh, and wow. I had to go back to the salon every week for them to just put color to just sit on top of my hair. Wow. That's how bad. So I've never dyed my hair since. <laughs> okay. There you go. Hey. That, that's an extreme case. Yes. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to somebody else about the free of three and uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. It's, it's been pretty cool. We've, and what I've got to say is our industry has turned out hardly anybody who we have asked and who we have actually, you know, just said, Hey, would you be interested? Would you be yeah. willing to give back? hardly anyone has said no, if anyone has if said anyone. no. So hmm. that's a really nice thing to see is that's that really nice. while, you know, some people finally have some time in the business, some casting directors, because everything has been put on hold for the most part, yeah, they do have some time now to be able to give back and to be able to teach or do some things so nice. that, yeah. So it's, it's, it's what a wonderful way, you know, Hey, while we're all in this together, yeah. What a wonderful way to get back. It, it really is. I got to say, like, there are, um, I teach a Zoom class every Monday night, and it was an in-person class, but it's Zoom. And every week, I'm in my own, like, kind of like, uh, you know, kind of what this time with everything going on can kind of make me feel like. And then by the time I'm done with the Zoom call, I'm like, so grateful that I, I'm spending my time doing that. It is so yeah. good to give to others to be teaching. It's like, I think it's great for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, I think you've got such a, your wealth of experience that you can give back when you're teaching. Are you teaching commercial or is it film and TV? Film and TV. Uh, the film audition TV. technique. Yeah. Yeah. So from your perspective as a professional actor, but also then your yeah. perspective as, you know, somebody who's in the casting room daily, that yeah, is invaluable. Thank you. It is. And it's like, I started to acknowledge that. And started yeah. to go like, because, you know, whenever I speak to my friends who are actors and it's, I've learned so much and it's, you, you know, like oh, yeah. you're on all sides of the business. Yeah. I, I have questions for you about that, which is. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you know, it's a, I want to, I want to say, it's funny. I was speaking to my boyfriend earlier uh, about you and about things that I've always wanted to talk to you about. He said, one thing he was curious about, and he's like, why Actors Connection? Tony knows why Actors Connection. And I feel I do because of how I feel when I'm there. But mm -hmm. what would you say to that question? Why Actors why, Connection? Yeah, it's, you know, we're all actor run. We're, we are started out of an idea, which was, um, there was AIA, which was Actors in Action, that was hmm. late 80s, early 90s. And uh, that was a similar type of 
business, but not the actor seminar. It was more just helping actors to focus and to really, hey, you want to be here. What do you need to get, you know, to get to point B, what do you need to do to get there? So that was a business, a group that was started. And then Actors Connection came out of AIA. And Actors Connection was actually started by Bunny and Bernie Levine, who were retired school teachers who mm -hmm. decided in their 70s to become professional actors. And uh, they then told me that. Yeah. And they started it out of their living room where they would have friends come in, they would invite a guest, they started with doing it just once a month, and it was so successful for themselves and their actor friends, and they got to learn about this agent, learn about them in the Q&A, and they get mm. to showcase to them. So it was a comfortable setting, and that became successful where they started doing it then once a week, then it became nightly, and then they were doing some classes, and 10 years later wow. now, they're in their 80s. And so Amazing. it's an interesting story. It's kind of like, so, hey, this is your dream. You can pursue it at any age. And that's what they did. Thank you for saying that. It's, yeah. it's so true. You can pursue it at any age. That's a beautiful, and that's how this all came about. Like, you know, yeah. and that, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bunny Levine is still alive. She's in her 90s. She's in Los beautiful. Angeles. She still is doing the business daily. She still is acting you go look at her imdb she's been on every tv series usually a lot of the sitcoms and comedies yes, that are out yes. there that's kind of that's one of her is she funny is very she, funny she's got a niche a little niche exactly and but i just love it that she oh, has that. you know kept on doing this because it's her passion so i think when it comes back to actors connection why actors connection it's because this is your passion we're here for the actor at all levels we're doing it daily you know most yep. everybody there is a working actor and they're in the business and we're yep. wanting to help you know again everybody if this is what you want to do get to that place that point b for you you know i i it is very true any time that i've ever kind of wanted some guidance with with regards to my acting career you guys have always been available you and i have sat down i've sat yeah. down with laurie i've sat down and that's a really beautiful thing. You guys are very, very giving. You guys have yeah. always made me feel, whether I'm there for acting or whether I'm there casting, I always feel like so at home and cozy yeah. there. And it's, I always like, you know, my boyfriend's sister lives out in, you know, Boston or Massachusetts. I'm like, it's all Boston to me when you're in Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> and I'm always like, if she wants to come here, I'm always like, take classes at Actors yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so that's why. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's, you know, again, it's that thing of, um, the reason why actually I became a partner, one of the reasons I became a partner was to be able to, again, give back to our acting community, to provide classes and, and just seminars that weren't breaking the bank. I had, uh, in the mid-90s when I moved to New York, I, had, I was going to a place that just what it cost to take class there was so expensive. I know. Especially in I mean, mid to late 90s. So I wanted to make sure that we were affordable and it's tough with a, you know, just the cost of commercial rents in New York City. Yep. It is tough keeping your pricing down because of that. Of course. Yeah. So running a business is, is very expensive in New York City. It's, it's such an interesting thing because that's one of the, it's so fascinating to me. So you started off acting. Is yeah. that what, 
Yeah. So yeah, um, tell me, I, I've always wanted to kind of know where you started out. And uh, yeah, so I grew up in <laughs> Oklahoma. I, you know, got bit by the acting bug in high school. I saw a production mm. of Man of La Mancha at Lyric Theater, which is the big summer stock uh, theater in my area. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I was mm. just like, so that's it. drawn to it. And so I was then doing drama and debate in high school. I started taking voice lessons my, I think my junior year of high school. And um, it just, it became very, you know, I knew what my drive and my passion was. Hmm. Went to Oklahoma City University. I switched up my major several times because I started off as like a theater major, yeah. uh, mass comm major. And then I realized, oh, I really want to be, I really want to be in the music school. And wow. so they didn't have a musical theater degree. So I then started doing, I was vocal performance and theater double major. And so I did the six year plan. Yeah. Got to do some amazing productions with some incredible people while I was in school. Wow. Um, excellent training in, in the Midwest. And all, of course, my teachers have either passed or they've retired. Yeah. But um, the people mm -hmm. who I got to work with at that period of time, incredible. And then the other students. So I went to school with people like uh, Kristen Chenoweth, who mm -hmm. did a lot of shows with her in school and then just out of school. We did a tour of the Fantastics uh, over wow. in... Kuala Lumpur and Malaysia and Hong Kong and wow. uh, really cool experience. And then everybody went their own way. So that's how I got started. Um, moved to Chicago right off of, right after graduating and uh, worked there for four years, got my equity card, mm. uh, then had that decision whether New York or LA. And I chose New York because of my theatrical experience. Yeah. Came up here, I uh, got a show right at the bat, and then I didn't work for a year. I kept on getting down to the last two or three people for Broadway shows, and I wasn't booking it. So I started training because I realized, okay, there's something that I'm missing. Started training, mm -hmm. trained very hard for a year, and then I just started booking, 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 booking. And uh, that was wow. sort of my, my journey. And then in 2000, I was doing Forbidden Broadway, 2001, Off Broadway, one of my friends, Lisa Gold, had the opportunity to buy and become, to actually take over Actors Connection. And yeah. uh, I, Lisa and I were really good friends. And so yeah. I had gone in and seen the business and uh, I had just told her, hey, if you ever want another investor, a partner, this is really interesting to me because it, we're helping our community. I like what we're doing here. Yeah. And uh, about two weeks before she was about to close, because she was like, yeah, I don't need another business partner. Yeah. You know, so thank you, but no. Um, <laughs> two weeks before she was about to close, her original business partner cracked out on her. He wow. didn't have the money to do the closing. So she gave me a call and I credit carded myself into debt for a significant amount of money and um, became a business partner. So that was my journey. I was doing wow. up Broadway. I was working 40 hours a week in the business and I did that for six months and about, you know, died because it was <laughs> too much. Jeez. Um, yeah. And then uh, this, this is my acting journey and my, my business journey. And then I kind of realized, okay, if I'm going to have to work so much in the office, I can't do eight shows a week right now. It's just, uh, there's no way to manage. That's, two how could you possibly do that? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So at that point, then I kind of transitioned. I started doing commercial work, voiceover work, um, film and TV when it was there, and then working in the business. Uh, I hosted a TV series uh, for a couple of years on Stars and the Entertainment Network. And um, just from there, you know, again, this new journey in my, in my own acting career. And I think it's, what do you want to do? And voiceover was an area that I'd always wanted to pursue. And voiceover is an area that you can 
audition. You can go in, do the job in an hour, mm -hmm. two hours, and you're done. Yeah. So that was perfect for, you know, where I was at in my life right now. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's my acting journey as far as where I, you know, was at and where I went to and where I'm at now. Wow. That's, I, you know, it's funny because I've known you and I, I've always wanted to know that it's such, yeah. it, it makes you who you are. And it's interesting because it's that passion and what you were able to learn and that passion for giving it back that yeah. it, it's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Y yeah. That's, it's really wonderful. That's why it feels the way it does over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, again, we're, we're all, because we're experiencing this, we're here for, you know, for the actor. So it's not just a puppy mill. Yeah. So, to, you know, it's funny because like you own a business. And so did that get easier over time? Like being able to balance having your own business and pursuing acting, are you still doing, I know last I saw you, you were like booking a bunch of VO stuff and- uh, Yeah, um, VO's again, VO's over. been incredible. Uh, film and TV is, I've uh, been here and there. The last thing I did was I worked on uh, Maisel for the third season. I remember seeing you, I was and like, ah! Yeah, yeah, so, so it's just, um, you know, this. I actually this weekend I had to do a feature film audition. So wow. self-tape in here from home. And uh, voiceover is continuous as far as doing self tapes here at home, and I think now it's just Great. you have to have your own your own studio in your home yep. essentially. So I just yep. had to upgrade all of my stuff here. Wow! And if you don't have the right equipment, you're not even going to get the audition, much less the job, because you have to be the sound engineer in yep. your home. Yeah. It has to be that good, and you have to make it that good on your own. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I, I just bought a thousand dollar mic in order to be that Damn. good. Wow. It's also the amount of voiceover work I was doing and now I'm getting cut out of because my little, my little, uh, this is not going to cut it. Huh. So with having a blue mic, you know, it's just, that's not good enough to be doing professional records. It's good enough to audition, but not to do the professional record. Right. I'm laughing because to somebody else that is not doing, you know, voiceover stuff or is that is not in the business, that probably looks like the most magnificent piece of equipment ever. And it's, oh, I'm yeah. sure it's great, but it's amazing how the business, the quality of things yeah, needs to be just right up there. Oh yeah. It's, you know, you'd have to have for doing self tapes in your home, you need to have a ring light now. Yep. You need to be able to, Huge. you know, use your phone in a way that is, going to um, do your best work yeah. and um, you know I think it's just it's being smart and you're educating yourself on what you need to know during this time period and the interesting is, thing is as a cast somebody who's in casting yeah do you think that once we get past the pandemic is it going to remain here or will we have live auditions again I, it's it's interesting because I, I was thinking about that well you know, it's, it's fascinating because I think there will be a lot more self-tape auditions. Yeah. Which, as you know, as an actor, it's not the same yeah. as, you know, like when, when an actor, if I were to see a self-tape, you can't direct with that. You see it, you may get a glimpse of something, but it really has to like all be in that one tape or, you know, for them to see. Whereas when you're in the room with somebody, when I am, I get an instinct and I kind of say something and then it could be like completely different, just giving a little bit of notes, just playing yeah. with somebody. You have that back and forth, that connection. I think you miss a lot of that if it's going to be self-tape. Yeah. 
but yeah. also it's a business and business is money and it comes down to space and then not needing, you know, needing to rent space. If uh, It's oh, a yeah. tough call. Yeah. Yeah. Or will sessions be held like this where right. we're doing a Zoom audition now and you were working and you're recording at that same time? It was interesting. I had a Zoom audition uh, for an indie film, and th this is what we did. The other, the the lead who was already cast in the film was on the Zoom call as, as along with the writer and director, and they had, you know, he had me do it a couple times with the lead in the film, and he directed me, and it, that was a cool experience. It was actually, yeah. it was kind of more in the beginning of when the pandemic happened, and that kind of saved my soul. Like it was kind of like, oh this is what it is to feel, to do what I love, you know, like oh, yeah. it, it lifted my spirit so much, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if that might be something that will kind of turn into more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think voiceover, I spoke with my agent who's also a good friend of mine and she was saying she thinks that this is predominantly the way it's going to go for VO. The voiceover studio will return as far as the professional sound engineer, mm -hmm. but recording from your home, uh, doing your auditions from your home, she thinks it's going to go more towards that side for the voiceover audition. I don't doubt it. Yeah. I, I don't doubt it because if yeah. they can rely on people to have that equipment and to do that, then they don't have to run studios. So, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, but I think when you need to have a chemistry read for film and TV, you need to have that director session. That's going to have to be in person. It just, it does not change. It does not change. I, that's yeah. the thing is that I, I do think, you know, so much of acting is about people's essence, right? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then taking direction. And a lot of that is lost in translation on Zoom or on, you know, online. Yeah. Even, you know, when I, when I teach class and people are, are doing sides and together, there is something lost, you know, yeah. it, it, you can't, you can't have it be the way it is. There's just nothing, you know what, we're human beings. We're meant to be together. We're meant to oh, communicate yeah. that way. So I don't think yeah. there's ever any replacement. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, again, it's, you know, I think it's, it's good what's happening. Of course, it's a horrible thing what's happening, but it's making us again, be innovative. It's making us be resourceful. It's taking people out of the comfort zone and uh, yeah. um, it, it shakes everybody up a little bit. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's a horrible thing that's happening with the pandemic and how many yeah. lives have been lost. I mean, so many, just if we look at those people in the entertainment industry who have passed, I yeah. had one of my, uh, a good friend of mine right off the bat pass uh, mm -hmm. first week of April. So that was like wild. But then to see, you know, playwrights, you know, who are screenwriters to see name actors and, and, uh, you know, of all ages, it's just like, wow. Cause you think, you think it's not going to like hit home or at least yeah. I think it's not going to get that close. And then when you're like, even them, even it's like, nobody's exempt. Yeah. And it's, it's a really strange, it's a really, really strange thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I want, I always, my brother is like my crystal ball. I always ask him to like, tell me like, when are things going to go back to normal? When aren't they? When, what is this? And he's never, he doesn't know, but like, I just so want answers. Like you said to me, like, you know, as a casting director, do you think this? And at the same time, what I think. And then I'm like, what do you think? Like, we all want to know what is, yeah. what's going to happen. And none of us know. Yeah. Well, 
here's something, and this was published, Google has stated that they're not doing live meetings, live conferences till the third quarter of 2021. So wow. if that doesn't say something, somebody who's one of the top businesses internationally in the world and what they're thinking, it's wow. because a vaccine, until we have a vaccine in place, we're not going to be able to, unfortunately, to do life theater right. without spread. And that's the problem right now is until a vaccine is in place or everybody is willing to wear a mask, but see your theatrical actor on stage wearing a mask, right. singing How do you, with a mask on. Everything is your face. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's where everything is. Yeah. And musical theaters yeah. is, is a super spreader when people are singing. One person's sick, they're infecting the cast, they're infecting the audience. So, you know, I read this yeah. article. Yeah. Theater is, um, theater is a whole other ball game of that. That's, that's really difficult. Cause that's just, there's like, with film and television, there's, and voiceover, there's ways to kind of try and work around it, shoot yes. things separately. With theater, there is no substitute for that. Yeah, there's a non-union theater right now in Florida that is doing a production of Sound of Music, and then they have a comedy going on, and uh, they're getting around it because they're licensed as a restaurant. Okay. But, I mean, the danger there to both cast. Yeah. I, I get Oh, I don't get it. Even even a friend of mine, he went, um, he was in PA, uh, I guess last weekend, and they ate at a restaurant inside. Wow. And I was like, that's happening. Like I, I didn't I, realize Pennsylvania was that far right now in phase. I didn't either. And he's like, we ate indoors. And I was wow. like, I, I had no idea that that was even a thing. I really didn't. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I don't, I read this article and now I forgot the name of the director, uh, but he's shooting uh, Stephen King's uh, Children of the Corn. Oh yeah, I just saw that article too, yes. And, and and so for those of you watching that did not read this article, um, do you know his name? I forgot. I forget his um, name right now, yeah. Uh, do you remember where they're shooting? They were in, were they in Australia? They were in, I think it was either Australia or New Zealand and any Australian yes. or New Zealander would hate me for confusing those, but I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, they were doing that. And then also in Iceland, I, I thought. Um, there's, a, there's a Netflix series right now that's shooting in, in Iceland. Really? It's a fantasy series and they've had to do, they started really early. They started easily probably a month ago shooting, if not wow. even before then. Uh, the way they're working is strategic testing. Everybody had to be tested. They actually yeah. caught two crew members who were positive. So they immediately quarantined them. Wow. Temperature testing daily, if mm -hmm. not multiple times during the day. Wow. And then I think they're testing everybody two to three times a week in cast and then putting everybody into a, you know, into a hub where nobody can go outside that. And so what Tyler Perry's doing as well. Somebody was just telling me that yeah. the other day in in um in Atlanta, right? Yeah, down in Atlanta, the studios. Yep, because there's more space. Correct. You know, there's space, but that yeah, that's and so maybe things will be in different places. Like the the one that uh, is shooting in either New Zealand or Australia. My apologies, mm -hmm. people. Uh, is that's exactly what they're doing? The entire cast and is quarantined together. Yeah, and so. It's kind of amazing, but they've last I read, and I read the article maybe a month ago, they were 20% already over budget by doing that. And it was uh, going to be a $10 million film and they were already, you know, 20% over that. So the cost of needing yeah. to lodge all these people and, and the testing and all, 
it's a lot. And everybody was, is wearing different colored bracelets, I believe. It's like oh. blue, blue bracelets, red, uh -huh. and certain people are not allowed past camera. There's right. like all these different, yeah, which is, which is brilliant. And it's, which is thankfully super safe, but yeah. How many people can afford to do that? Yeah, that's it. Um, I know they've brought down how many crew are on set, how many times makeup can touch you. Yeah. Um, they're doing angles and shooting to make sure that you're actually farther apart than what you so are. They're reducing the intimacy, intimacy contact, reducing or not even using background actors. Hmm. So there's, there's all sorts of ways they're trying to get around right now to limit how many people are on a set. Hmm shaking my head. I got, I got an audition the other day for, um, and I, I wound up choosing not to do it because it was for, to be on set um, for a commercial. And it was, a, it was something small, not that that matters, but it still scares me. Oh yeah. My friend was like, <laughs> I said this in another episode, but he was like, uh, offered like five grand to do a commercial. And I was like, he was like, yeah, of course I'd do it. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know, maybe if it was like, maybe like 10 grand or so, I don't know. But if, you know, a few hundred dollars, is, that's scary. You put your life on the line. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, knowing exactly, are they going to be responsible in the shoot? Are they right. union? Are they non-union? Are they abiding at their union by the rules? Are they? And there was yeah. no mention of any, any specifics, which is, which is troublesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Do you miss being over at the studio? Like what's, ha what is it just like the lights are out right now and it's just Yeah, we, just, we have signs up on the door which we're currently closed. Again, we're phase four. So only phase one is open to New York City, which is construction, manufacturing, and then retail right. curbside pickup. We're in phase four, which is entertainment, theaters, classes. And who knows right now when that's gonna happen. I don't think theater is gonna be able to open until 2021. And it'll really be with a vaccine. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. a strange it's a strange thing. I haven't like I haven't talked about it in kind of like a little bit. Maybe I just yeah. didn't want to. Maybe yeah. I don't maybe sometimes I don't want to always think about the specifics, but like yeah, I miss I miss seeing our people. I miss oh, yeah. being with our people yep. in a room, doing our craft, doing what we yep. do. It's I really miss that. Yeah. And again, it will come back. It will yes. happen. We just don't know. It's kind of like, okay, I know. magic, magic, you know, ball, <laughs> tell me, you know, when are we going to reopen? So I beg everyone to be my magic eight ball. I'm like, just tell, just yes. tell, give me the answer. <laughs> yes. But it's, but it's good. It's, there's so much hope though. I mean, it's just yeah. a matter of time. And like, like what you just said, you're keeping super busy being at home. And this is a great time for me too. Like mm -hmm. this, I, I, I was going to tell you about this when we, uh, we were talking before all this happened. And I was like, I have something that I'm working on that's coming up. And I was going to be the podcast and the Big Face podcast. And this, because of this happens, now it's actually also a YouTube show, which it wasn't originally going to be. Nice. But this, this became, because it's very hard to set up interviews with people always, you know, but right now, people are around and it's really, it's such a beautiful thing to actually mm -hmm. see somebody that I'm used to talking to, or it's really, for me, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you're, you're also giving back. It's like that way of how do I give back to all yep. of our acting community, yep. do it in a way that's authentic and in a way that really supports everyone. So that's, that's fantastic. That's thank you. And thank you. And I, I could only do it if I have people like you that, 
are connecting and open to connecting to. And that, that for me, A, it makes me so much better because it's, while I love people, I also yeah. really love my alone time. Oh yeah. And so like after a day casting or something, like I don't want to answer my phone. I just want to, I just want to isolate. Yeah. But I realized during this time how much better I am when I am with others. Cause mm -hmm. it becomes so much less about what's going on in here or in here. And I'm just, it's about like giving and being with others. Oh yeah. And, that, and that's a big, so doing this, I'm, I, it's, I realized how not alone I am with that and that we all really, I think we all really need each other. And oh yeah. Or better You're, when we have that. We are social again, to not be social, to not interact. We start, I hate to say it, we start dying a little bit. And 100%. it's that you start closing yourself down and you start getting yourself into this little place Yep. And it's not being, I think, fully functioning or yep. as artists, fully artistic. And while we also need to have our time where we're with people and then go away, and it's that time now we need to be with ourselves, Yep, it's important that we are fully relating to others as actors, as artists, as yep. human beings. A hundred percent. I, you know, I never knew, I swear, it wasn't until this time that I realized how hard it can be to just be with myself. Oh yeah. I never knew that. I love myself, I care about myself, but to just be with myself, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in here and in here. Mm -hmm. And without that, it being about others, I'm like my, like, it's like a bad neighborhood up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why also pets are really good too, you know? I swear, my cats uh -huh. save me. Like I just, yeah. I could just look at them, just be, my boyfriend laughs at me all the time. Cause I'm just like, look, look. And he's like, what? I'm like, he just moved. And he's like, oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they do that. <laughs> like that makes me happy. It's really funny. Uh -huh. Do you have pets? Uh, I have a cat and uh, I grew up with animals like, you know, on a family farm. So we had uh, everything, chickens, pigs, cows, had two horses, had always the dog amazing. and always had a cat. And um, you know, in, Living here, it's so much easier having a cat because a dog has to be walked. Yeah. And with my normal schedule, I don't have time to come home and walk a dog yeah. and just not knowing when I'm going to be home. So having a cat in a litter box makes it so simple. Seriously. It's so, it's so different in New York, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, especially big dogs, they have no space in New York. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So. Uh, I want to meet your cat. See, uh, she'll probably, she might come in soon and, and, do her little cameo guest star appearance. So she's a Maine Coon, so she's a big Mine kid. too! Oh yeah? I yeah. have two, they're brothers. Uh, oh uh, wow. Yeah, wait, she, what color is she? She's like a tortoiseshell, uh, you know, gray with apricot, and mm. uh, she's she's a pretty kitty. Yeah. She also has the most um, very human-like expressions at times. It's very really? Funny. Yes, her expressions. <laughs> I've never seen these expressions on a cat before, so. It's almost like Garfield as a Maine Coon cat. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What's her, How about what's, yours? Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, her name is Puddin. Puddin. So I adopted her two years ago. Her human uh, mother got Alzheimer's and uh, my cat had just passed at that time at 20. So I was oh, looking man. to adopt an adult cat and uh, I found her online and uh, it's been, been a perfect bonding. So she's a, she's a joy. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah, and what are your kitties' names? Uh, Charles Xavier and Storm. 
Oh, cool. Uh, nice. X-Men. <laughs> yeah. Storm is also a boy, but I thought he was a girl for okay. like the whole beginning of his life. So he was Storm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can be Storm, Stormy. I know. Storm. Oh, yeah. they're, the, they're the best. Yeah. They're the best. Uh, yeah. Animals are a huge thing. I wanted to start at one point during this. Um, I started hearing about animals being abandoned and stuff because people, I can't even oh. talk about it. Cause, yeah. uh, and I wanted to start, uh, figuring out how I could be of service and help that way. And it was really hard yeah. to not be able to like, this was especially in the beginning, not be able to go out mm -hmm. and, and help and be, that's, I think that's one of the hardest things about this is that it is a virus of isolation. And like, I think the beauty of when push comes to shove, a lot of humans really do have good hearts and want to give and want to help. Oh and yeah. And this has kind of kept people from being able to do what they would want to do otherwise. I saw that a lot of shelters, though, now are for the first time in a long time. You have many shelters that are completely empty because all the animals have been adopted. Really? Yeah. So that's a fantastic thing. See people coming out. Now, hopefully they will care for those pets once we're out of this and it's not yes. just a temporary thing. God, God, yeah. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are fur babies. There are fur babies. Seriously. Yeah. They're like, my, my boyfriend's always like, I know you love them more than me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's different. It's a different love. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yours is unconditional, just, you yes. know, uh, nonstop. Um, although my cat will sometimes tell me when she wants me to stop petting yeah. her. <laughs> Very firm on that. Um, so They're yeah. so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you find mancoons to be so personable, like little dogs? Yeah, I was just going to say that I was going to ask you, do you find that mancoons are the dogs of the cat family? Pretty much. It's yeah. people don't believe it because a lot of people don't have this idea of cats and don't like them. And then they meet my cats and they're like, they're so nice. Like they're yeah. so sweet. And they're like rub up against people and stuff. Uh -huh. And so she's like that too. Pudding. Yeah. I've never actually had a cat who wants to be picked up and hugged. She wants to hug or she'll, when you're sitting down, she'll come up to you um, and she'll put one paw on each side and then she'll go into and, and hug you. That's what she does to me. But now she begs me to pick her up and hug her. I've never had a cat who wanted that. It's so funny. Cause I, I grew up with a dog and I never had cats, but then we started um, at my dad's house in Long Island. We started taking care of all the stray cats. Mm -hmm. And then one of the stray cats became my dad's cat and then we also took in an, an older woman passed away and a cat was left mm. uh, in a freezing building my dad took that cat and we so we learned about cats a little bit ah. and so yeah they're very particular mm -hmm. but these guys so charles he's he's like such a meow man he meows like nuts he wants to be hugged but mm -hmm. only for a few seconds and then he's good mm -hmm. but storm no joke he will cry until i let him jump on my back and he wants a piggyback, either a piggyback around the apartment or he wraps himself around my neck and uh -huh. he just does this to my face. And he won't, I'll, I'll be doing chores around the apartment with him wrapped around my neck. You have to take some video of this. I, it's, <laughs> I seriously, the other, and it'll be for like hours. And I'm like, oh, my back hurts. Like, mm -hmm. They're like 18 pounds. They're big boys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I'll, I have to send you a video. It's like the Please. most, everyone's like, I've never seen a cat do this. Do your cat sleep at your head too? Oh Put them like sleep right here. She'll be like over here on me. Yeah. Storm Storm's really smart because he knows how to lay just so on my face that I can't breathe. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And then like I move and then he comes around again and he just gets right in there. And I'm like, 
oh, fine, I'll get up and feed you. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like that, too? Uh, she actually, she's gotten really good. She used to like do things in the morning to get me to feed her. Yeah. Now as I've learned if I just give her a little bit before we go to bed, she does not do that to me. And then she's very that's, patient now in the morning. That's very good. Do you give her like dry food? You'll put, uh, so now, now food, I need. I got dry food constantly on and then I'll just yeah. give her like a spoon of wet before I, we go to bed. Uh, and that seems to satisfy her. I'm going to try your trick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they always want dry food. So if I leave that out, but I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to give them so much. They're going to get fat. Like <laughs> she, uh, what's good is she doesn't overeat the dry food, but That's the great. wet cat food, she'll instantly devour that. That's so funny. They're the, yeah. Charlie only wants dry food. Storm only wants wet food. It's like different. Uh, okay. Weirdos. Cats yeah. are also different. I love yes. that you're a cat person. Oh, I already yes. loved you, but now I love you even more. That's ah. so great. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So that's great. So I'm so glad to hear that you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. Thank you. It's really nice yeah. to see you. Good it to see really you too. is. Thank you for making, making my day a lot nicer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do have this portion of my show and it's called uh, the feather in your cap. Okay. And what it means is um, whether it's a success or an achievement, or something maybe you've learned that may be useful to you in the future or has been useful to you. And mm -hmm. I wanted to know if you have a feather in your cap that you'd be willing to share with our viewers and our listeners. Sure, I think it's a thing of, um, first you cannot judge your career on, or even just judging other people, you have to let all that go, but mm -hmm. you also can't judge your career on other people. It's everybody's journey is different and I think sometimes as artists, when we start going, well, you know, they got that over me and, you know, this and that, it really, that's taking you out of who you are as an actor. It's why are you here? What do you want to be doing? And what is, what's your journey, you know? And I think if you focus more on what you want to be doing rather than other people, that will get you to focus. So I, I think that's so important and just not judging in general. We as human beings are, are constantly making judgments, whether yeah. on ourselves, whether it's against <laughs> other people. And I think once you can get out of that, it simplifies and mm -hmm. uh, you get back to what do, what do you need to be doing? What do you want to be doing? So that's what I would say is, has been an invaluable learning experience for me to stop making those judgments. That's a, that's a great one and a really good reminder. A yeah. really good reminder. And it's easy, I'll say for myself, it's easy for me to see that for others and tell others that drop the compare and despair thing. Yeah. And there's only one of you, like there's only one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, comparing and they're doing this. My journey, I always say that my journey started very late. Like my life happened and my mom got sick when I was young. And so I, I grew up loving acting and then by the time I was in junior high, there was a piece of myself that I just shut off mm. until after college, mm -hmm. way after college, where I finally found myself again in a different way and was like, mm. oh, that's my dream. That's what I want to do. And I'd go to class and everybody had already studied at a university and this and that. And you know what? I knew not one person. I knew nothing about, I didn't even know what a monologue was when mm. I started. Okay. And I found, I'm finding my way, a day, you know, a day at a time. And 
I've learned so much and I love it. And it didn't matter that I didn't do it like the other people, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so thank you for that reminder. And for everybody else, that's, we all have different paths and yeah. journeys. Yeah. And just be, you know, I think we have to be happy with where we're at. And of course we're goal oriented. We have our yeah. goals in mind, whether it's short term, long term, but you just need to be content right now with where you're at. And I think it's, we need to have those people who we want to, you know, Hey, I would love to have their career. What do I need to do to then get there yeah. to have that same career? Then sometimes it's also, what are you willing to do? Or certain people, they're not willing to do what's needed, especially in this career to make yeah. those, those steps happen. Yeah. So this, this career requires a lot of focus. And if you don't have that, if you're not willing to give that, then make it a hobby, you know? Yeah. And uh, work in, in theater or however you want to work in this business is a hobby though. Yep. That's, that's really smart. That's really, really smart. Yeah. You know, it, it does take focus and it does take continuing to try and find a way. Because yeah. it's not always laid out or clear. At least it's not for me. And so I'll ask to talk to you and I'll ask to talk to Lori and I'll ask for tidbits of like, what do you think I should do to blah, blah, blah for my career? And mm -hmm. I think people should, should ask, look for guidance. And if you keep, I think if you keep doing that and you just keep hitting that pavement. Yeah. 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 You know, we've talked things. about, there's the one actress that you're very similar to who is on Globe. Oh. That's and it's sort of that. like, what did she have to do on her acting journey? And there's such a similarity there, but you're your own person. You're your, and she's her own person. Right. But you know, it's sort of like, okay, if you enjoy the types of roles she doing, she's doing. And it's so interesting. Cause like you were the first person to say that, to say that to me. And I was like, wait, and I dig her. She's awesome. And I mm -hmm. especially love the role she plays in Glow. But yeah. after you said that, like I was walking down the street and this one guy was like, are you in Glow? Like <laughs> That's funny. And people started, and it's funny. Like, I think that's also something about like energy and, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, being open. It, it, somebody might've been like, I'm my own. No, I'm not like this person. I think we all have a little bit of everything with inside of us, mm -hmm. you know? So my acting teacher used to always say that. He said, you all, you have the universe inside of you. Yeah. So if somebody sees something, instead of saying no to it, say, sure, why not? Yeah, let me, let me play with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. I, I, I love having you here. Oh, it's my so, pleasure. It's so nice. It really is. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah, no. Before, before I let you go, is there anything yeah. else that, that we didn't cover that you wanted to share that, I, that we just glossed over because we were chatting? Um, you know what? I mean, again, there's, there's always so, so many things that, you know, we could, we could talk about, yeah. but I think it's just right now, because this is a special time in our history, we've never experienced something like this before. Yeah. And if you look at the past 20 years, we dealt with, especially in here in New York area, we dealt with 9-11. Yeah. We dealt with the housing crash in 2008. Mm -hmm. We had a mini pandemic, nothing to what it was. Then in 2009, um, we then, with the flu, mm -hmm. we then had Superstorm Sandy, yep. which was very surreal in its own way, but we quickly went yep. back to normal after like a month period of time. Yes. But then we got this. And... Uh, and we got this was also then suddenly demonstrations dealing with, of course, 
racial issues, yeah. Black Lives Matter, with um, now with our police, with yeah. the injustice that's been going on. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to really, you know, how do I put this into perspective? How do I take this right now? So I think it's a very unique time in history. Hopefully we don't have to go through this again anytime soon. Yeah. So I think that's, how can I take that as an actor? How can I take that as a human being and now use it in my life? And I think this also gives us a time period to be the most creative we could ever be. Yeah. Whether we're wanting to further our craft, whether we're writers, yeah. either for screen or novelists, or um, I'm now developing my comedy sketch routine. Mm -hmm. So this gives us that time, hopefully, to where we can actually get all those ideas on the paper or improve ourselves as artists. You know, sometimes I feel like, uh, for at least for me, sometimes I have to hit a bottom with things to make changes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And... I hope that in some ways, this is somewhat of a bottom. Like, I feel like the world is like, hey, pay attention. Hey, yeah. pay attention. There's this, there's this, there's this. Like, lots of things to go like, hey, pause. Yeah. And I hope that, I hope that each one of us can take that in and go, maybe it's time to do something a little different. Oh, yeah. You know what else I've been watching at night? Yeah. I've been binging series. So I've been loving it. It's giving me the time now to go back and watch some things that have yeah. been incredible. I just watched um, Hollywood on Netflix. How was that? I actually, I loved it. I thought it was as an alternative reality to old Hollywood and what could have been. I thought that um, just the ideas, the production, some of the, the actors were just, especially the older actors, yeah. in Incredible. Really? I, I mean, just the performances and um, mm. it's just, it's a, a really well done series. So I love that. I love Great. Upload though on Amazon Prime. It's from I'm... the creators of The Office. Really? So good. I binged it like in two, down. maybe three days. Upload. It is brilliant and so funny and just so well done. So that's something that huh. I loved. Um, what else? I finally got to watch Picard on CBS All Access because I first, Patrick Stewart is one of my, like, he is one of my idols of acting. And um, it's, it's worth yeah. with Ian McKellen. And um, I just find, for me, it was like homecoming also because I used to watch Star Trek The Next Generation right out of college in the 90s. My dad is a Trekkie. I've seen all of it. <laughs> oh my God. I watch these like over and over and over again. And uh, the whole Borg in, in Star Trek The Next Generation was just one of the best storylines. But to come it. back now, 30 years later, and to see these characters, it's first it was a little emotional because it was like these characters who were just, I was so ingrained mm. with and kind of grew up with in, in my own way to yeah. see them now as older actors. And uh, now in these storylines that they're bringing back, it was wow. wonderful. It was so good. So I highly recommend Star Trek Picard. Um, huh. um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I've watched as late. Also, um, I have to recommend my favorite series from last year. It was yeah. a series on HBO called Chernobyl. I was wow. just going to say to you, it's so funny because you, you had said Chernobyl and you said Watchmen and I'd fi I Watchmen binged Watchmen. Also. I watched it. You gave me a, a list and I blew through everything you told me. Chernobyl's the one I have not yet. Chernobyl's only five episodes. I've already started rewatching it again. Really? Acting-wise, huh. brilliant. 
writing wise, brilliant, how they took this huh. horrible, you know, again, first time disaster. We never yeah. had a meltdown happen in the world and how it affected as the human drama, yep. how it became the legal issue of the trial and, and the Soviet Union covering it up. Just uh, brilliant TV oh. yeah, and brilliant storytelling. Okay. Yeah, so definitely watch it. I yeah. got to finish it. I got to rewatch now. I've, I watched, <laughs> rewatched episode one, got to make it through the next four. But um, again, the acting Amazing. alone, just um, it's a masterclass for us as actors. Okay. It's on. That's my next one. I've been trying. It's funny because I watch so many series, especially in our business. Yeah. But there are so many classics, movies yeah. that I've never seen. Oh. So many. And and I grew up in a in a movie house. Like my dad owned one of the first video stores in Long Island. Like I grew uh -huh. up like movie lovers. And uh -huh. yet I haven't seen some of the most amazing classics. So I'm, I started keeping a document and a list and I'm trying I to go think, through them. Like what are some of the things you've watched? Um, I just started watching Apocalypse Now. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I have not seen that. And I'm okay. just like, damn. You like, just go through the Academy Award winners. I know. And it's, I've been looking on websites. I'm like, best films of all time. You know, like, there's so many. And there's oh, a lot yeah. that might, as when we have like family night, when my brother comes to visit, and I haven't seen my dad through all this, but uh, we, we'd always, when we visit together, we always have a movie night. Mm -hmm. And my dad would usually pick a classic that we haven't seen. And okay. it's, it's wonderful. That's how, you know, and there's just so many. And these are the things that were so formative of, you know, of this craft and I have to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially when you look at, okay, past stars and mm -hmm. if you look at, uh, you know, some of the Oscar winners, if you go back to them are not good because <laughs> they were from a time period when it was the entertainment value was different and the, what was accepted and what mm -hmm. was, you know, relative. Uh, I mean, you have some old movie musicals that were Oscar winners and they're yeah. like, they don't hold up. I know. No, no, they don't hold up <laughs> at, at all. But then if you go back to certain films that, and you know, Gone with the Wind is, is very controversial right now. Um, yeah. I don't think it needs to be censored. I don't think it needs to be removed. There could be a, like a warning label put on it mm -hmm. uh, that it deals with some issues where slavery is not okay. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's mm -hmm. still, you had Hattie McDaniel won the first, was the first black Oscar winner. And uh, to know the history there, and then Hollywood actually addresses that. And um, I have it's, yeah, so it's interesting to see how Hollywood addresses it. Queen Latifah plays Hattie McDaniel. And mm. uh, it's just like, wow, what if? And because they take mm. a different also alternative reality than in that time period within another black African-American actress with her journey. So mm. it's, it's really good. Um, another movie I'm going to recommend to you to watch Please. because it's Olivia de Havilland from Gone with the Wind, mm. um, The Heiress. The Heiress is an incredible classic film of, again, huh. I think 1940s, 40s right in there, and okay. also The Snake Pit with her. Those really? are two films to watch that she is at her, just in her prime. The acting is sensational. Uh. It's because they're also classic nature, that whole transatlantic, you know, well, yes. darling, you know, that type yes. of thing that used to be played because it was, you know, accepted. And so is that in between British and North it, New England. It's such a fascinating thing. It's such yes. a, it's so fascinating to me. 
and the heightened reality sometimes of the acting. And then you saw where the studio then came in with Marilyn Monroe and Brando. It's like mm -hmm. that whole thing and how acting changed and how it became very, um, from a little bit heightened and a little, little fake. And yep. now then the acting starts getting into where it's the reality and it's how huh. me and you actually really are, you know, conversing. Right. So it's that interesting style change that came into play. And that's, and, and that's, it, it's amazing. And there's been, it's had a life, you know, every, mm -hmm. the, the craft and the way that it was done, it's had a life. And I really want to explore so much of what I haven't seen. Yeah. For yeah. better or worse, you know, it's, it, oh, all, yeah. it was all part of it. And I really, yeah. So there's, there's so many I have not seen. It's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. oh yeah, go back. I mean, I'm going to go back to Gone with the Wind yeah. as, the, as the reference. But if you look at like Clark Gable and, and his approach, yeah, he was pretty, you know, he was pretty like right on. It was, you're getting him. There wasn't anything fakey, fakey about mm -hmm. it. He's playing a Southern gentleman. But then you look at Vivian Lee. Vivian Lee was first stunning woman mm -hmm. in Gone with the Wind, but British playing Southern and, uh, that's an iconic performance, but then I don't know if you know very much about her. She struggled with mental, with mental illness oh. and um, well, she went on from there what, and she, and she say what kind of mental illness do you I think she was bipolar. Okay. I believe that was one of the issues, mm. um, but she might've also been schizophrenic. Okay. So I think those are some of the, some of the things she dealt with. Um, she then went on to do a streetcar named desire. And uh, Tennessee Williams wrote that for her and then did the film. And it was her, as an actress, she was just a, a wow actress. But then she struggled with all of these issues that were going on underlying. You know, it's amazing because I remember somebody once telling me, um, I've struggled with depression in my life and I've struggled with things. And, and uh, there is mental illness in my family as well. So I'm very familiar with it. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, to somebody once like but what if i get that or what if i am that or whatever because of depression and they were like so the fuck what look at how many look at how many amazing brilliant actors correct are bipolar are, are this you know or and and but it's it, it's a painful life but it's some of the most brilliant things yeah come from from that also yeah so it's yeah. like <sighs> i think you have to again it's that um how you deal with it in your own life and how you either, you know, through proper medication, through proper diet, through you found, okay, how do I deal with this, but still move forward and not yeah. let it take me down. Yeah. I think that's really where it comes to. And then how can you use it in your own acting? Yeah. So that's, that's really what it's about. And again, my family, there's been a lot of addiction issues that yeah. have been there. Um, so I'm it's making sure that, oh, well. yeah. Yeah, so making sure that that is not, you know, coming into play and, uh, yeah. in, in my, in my life. And fortunately it didn't pass into, into my generation of my immediate family and hopefully doesn't pass okay. into, yeah. you know, uh, the next generation of our family. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, there's enough support there to where if it is that somebody can work it out. That I think support is a huge is a huge piece of it. Oh know? yeah, and uh, and continuing continuing to fight. I, oh yeah. I mean, I if it there have been times in my life where the fight felt like I I just had no more fight left in me, um, but I'm so 
for today, I can say that I'm so grateful for the pain that I felt because for today, no matter what script I look at, no matter what a character is going through, they could be, I say this all the time, they could be a murderer, they could be, you know, psychotic, any, and I identify because mm -hmm. I know what it is to be angry. Mm -hmm. I know what it is to feel lost and, you know, to be alone. And, and so I identify and then maybe, yes, I didn't take the action to then do something about it and murder somebody, but I know what it feels like to hurt that much. Yeah. I think that that's only made me better in giving to my craft and giving to others. Yes. Just that I, there's understanding and compassion to a false, per, you know, a fake person in a script mm -hmm. or, or a real person. Mm -hmm. a lot of compassion. So, so I, thanks for bringing that up. Cause I'm actually right now I could say I'm grateful for that. I don't know if I ever would think I would say I was grateful for that kind of pain, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, again, um, we have to bring ourselves into our work and that if that's a part of who we are, we're bringing it there. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, seriously, thank you for just even saying these things. There's, I'm a very, very private person. Yeah. And even when I started doing this, I would say to people, how, like people close, you know, very close, how, but if I want to share something or if I connect with somebody, I don't want to let anybody know. I don't want to tell them certain things. And in this process of just being with people, I've allowed myself to be and pieces of myself have come out and I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's part of, part of the craft too, being able to be vulnerable, to be able to be, able to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a process to keep working oh, yeah. on it. So thank you for helping me go further oh, yeah. with that today. Oh, easy enough. Easy enough. I think we're all, we're all, you know, we're all there. We all have I our know. things we deal with. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. So yeah. So, so I interrupted you. So yeah. So I will definitely check out those movies that you recommended. Awesome. And what'd you think of Watchmen? Loved. Loved. And by itself as a singular season, I don't think they're going to make any more. I think the director decided, No. the writer and the director decided one is good. We don't need to go for the story because that last ending, which I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, that mm -hmm. last piece of the ending you get in your, in your mind, you mm -hmm. can decide what happens from there. Wow. We don't I need to take it any further. That's I, wow. That's fascinating because I didn't know there wouldn't be another one. Yeah, they've decided that's, not going to continue on. It was brilliant mm. in this one season only. Wow, that's really. I have to take that in because I was expecting another one, but it was so it was so good. Yeah, I mean, it was so so good, and yeah. I had not seen the movie. Oh, you know what? I told you. You can just go read the Wikipedia. So anybody yeah. who's watching, go wa go read the Wikipedia page about Watchmen and get the history from there. Yep. You can watch the movie, although it's flawed. There are certain segments that are incredible, and then, then other segments that are really slow, dulling and boring. <laughs> Dull and boring. And um, it's the thing. You can just go read the Wikipedia history of Watchmen and then the Minutemen and um, go from there and start watching it, and it'll all come together for you. That's, I know. And that's pretty much what I did. And that, yeah. and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I think another one you told me, which with the boys. Uh, Ooh, the boys is awesome on Amazon prime. Uh, that is like, after I binge watched that in like three yeah. seconds, then I rewatched it yeah. and I gave that to everybody and everybody was so thankful. Like it is such a badass show. Uh huh. I loved uh, it. Next season's coming out like soon, I think. No, yeah, really? I think, yes. I think next season should be on like very soon. 
that is very exciting. I cannot tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From the moment it ended, I was like, when is this that needs to be back on? So that's very good mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, acting is also really good. The guy who plays Homelander in there, he is so good. So Dude. good. Yeah. Um, Anthony Starr, I believe, yes. right? Yes, I think that's right too, yeah. I thought they yeah. made one mistake in the writing, which we had talked about. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who's watching okay. this as well. I'm trying to remember. They killed off a very important character, and I thought that was a mistake for them. They can bring her back in like doing, you Got know, yes. memory and past coming in, but yes. it's still, I thought it was, they did it too soon, and it's sort of the mistake that, um, did you watch Heroes that was on NBC? no. I heard that, like, watch the first season or, or up to the second, and then it's don't watch it anymore. That's first season is uh, incredible, and then from there, it just, me. But the first That's season's amazing. Say. But they made the mistake. They killed off the villain, which is Silas, in the show, mm-hmm. and it ruined it because now you didn't have this person that is the nemesis. Right. who is also for your antagon- antagonist right. against the protagonist. So it's like it messed it up. So it's huh. that thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny is I, I, don't, I don't think we did talk about the, the mistake. I don't know if we had spoken about it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. For the, for the, whoops, for the boys. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought the same thing. It's very interesting. So we'll see, what, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. 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 But great show. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Carnival yeah. Row on Amazon Prime is a lot of fun too. I like that one. What is it? Um, Carnival Row. Okay. It's a fantasy, but it's a commentary on immigration using fantasy mm. characters. Really? And yeah, and it's mm. really, really well done as well. Um, what else have I seen on Amazon? You're like Prime? my personal rec- recommender. I, I've, I watched a lot, I've watched a lot of TV as, a, as of late at night. I've just been binging. I just watched Homecoming on uh, Amazon Prime. I first don't know season, if it paid off. I watched first season and I have to say, for me, it didn't pay off. That's, that's it for watching 10 episodes. It was intriguing, and then when we got and when I got to the end, I'm like, this just didn't pay off for the journey. It's it's really funny. I felt the same way. I was like, okay, okay this wasn't. It's not like it was a terrible show, but like, would I recommend somebody spend their time watching that? No, there's definitely way better shows to spend your time with. In my yeah, yeah, and I don't. I'm not gonna watch the second season. I know because... the second season, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one I would say skip. I just. Didn't right? find it. Oh, well, I love Julia Roberts, and it's always interesting to see her yes. and seeing her now as an actress at 52 and seeing yes. her willing to make herself not look stunningly beautiful yes. is also, I, I thought, intriguing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I really like Bobby Cannavale. I really oh, do like him. Great performance by him. <sighs> yeah. He's, he's always... He's just really, really good. I don't know if yeah. you ever watched Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO. No, it was only one season. I didn't watch it. It was only one season. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that I think a lot of people didn't like it. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. And, but there was a lot of um, creative differences. And so they didn't, they didn't continue with it. But I thought mm. it was really good. And I thought he was awesome. Mm. And okay. Ray Romano was in it. And everything Ray Romano's in, I love. I'm, like, hugest fan. I think he's wonderful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you like him? Did you ever watch Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I, you know, I would say I never watched continuous seasons, but I'd watch an yeah. episode here and there. And it's so funny. Yeah. And he just always had, you know, there was a lot of shows out like um, where the stars of those sitcoms weren't, there wasn't emotional depth. They could be funny and they could do that well, but he yeah. always had emotional depth, even though he was, it was very light and funny. So I just, yeah. I really appreciate him. I think he's great. 
So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have good lists. Okay, that's oh, wonderful. good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Sammy, I, I just realized yeah, I'm no, going to be on another was, call. I'm awesome. sure you've got to be on another call as well. So <laughs> I know. I was like, we've got to do this. All right. So guys, thank you so much for tuning into Big Face. Thank you so much, Tony. I'll get your My info pleasure. post. And okay, um, cool. yeah, tune in next time. Rate, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you and you made our day better. Thank you. Thanks so much, Tony. Awesome.